Welcome back to uh, Key Messianic Prophecies, a podcast brought to you by Telios, a private 501c3 nonprofit uh, foundation dedicated to the research and accurate teaching of the Bible, founded by Bill and Jeanette Stewart. On this episode, we will be taking a look at Psalm uh, 69. Uh, now, once again, before we jump into the psalm itself, uh, we'll want to remember that the interpretive method we are employing here is one that reads each psalm while considering its place uh, within the context of the entire book, uh, what we might call the canonical context. Uh, though we find numerous psalms quoted in the New Testament uh, and correlated to Jesus, uh, as indicators of his status as Israel's Messiah. We want to avoid jumping immediately to those New Testament passages in order to interpret the psalm itself. Because the result, for some, is then to suggest that the New Testament writer is actually changing the meaning of the original psalm. That he is assigning meaning to the psalm retroactively, uh, regarding the Messiah that is not inherent in the psalm itself. In this podcast, uh, we are rejecting the idea that the New Testament writers are moving meanings around, right? Uh, instead, we are going to suggest that the New Testament writers actually understand each psalm with respect to its canonical context. Uh, in short, the New Testament writers are not assigning meaning so much as they are bringing uh, their own conclusions uh, in line with the intended contextual meaning of the psalm originally. Uh, so, taken individually, Psalm 69 is a lament psalm that positions Israel's historical king, uh, David, as a righteous sufferer. This is towards the end of the Davidic Psalms, as they're sometimes called, that's Psalms 1 to 72, usually considered books 1 and 2 of uh, the entire Psalter. These are Psalms that David himself appears to have written, yet he speaks of himself and another in these Psalms. And this other individual who is present in these Psalms, we have identified in this podcast as the Messiah as the one who will come from David's own lineage and eventually rule uh, Israel in fulfillment of the covenant cut uh, with David himself. Uh, yet it, uh, Psalm 69 begins to look a little more interesting in light of its place within the book. With Psalm 70 and 71, all three of these psalms deal pretty explicitly with shame, humiliation, disgrace, and dishonor. Um, not only do these psalms lay the groundwork for the contrast that comes in Psalm 72, where the righteous rule of the king that will cover the entire earth and endure forever begins to move in, but we also find that the one experiencing uh, the shame and humiliation is regarded as innocent, undeserving of that very dishonor. And on the New Testament, particularly uh, in the gospel written by John, Psalm 69 is widely recognized as anticipating the undeserved sufferings of Israel's Messiah. Even more interestingly, in John 15, 25, 
Jesus himself is actually going to point back to this psalm to make the point to his disciples uh, that they should expect the world to hate them and persecute them for the work they are eventually going to do in, in carrying the gospel forward. And he does this because he understands Psalm 69 to have been written then concerning himself uh, in his role as what is often called the, uh, the suffering servant. Ultimately, we see this portrait of the suffering Messiah emerging right here in Psalm 69, uh, a lament regarding the dishonor he has shown by those who reject him. Yet this lament, in part, uh, moves us toward the eschatological work of the king beginning in Psalm 72, the long-sought answer to the lament itself. Uh, thank you for joining us for this episode of Key Messianic Prophecies. And on the next episode, uh, we'll be going to uh, Psalm 110 to continue our study of Messianic prophecy in the Psalter.